Hey folks, how you doing? Thanks for tuning in to episode 4 of the Tabletop Sessions podcast. We had a little bit of difficulty with Byron's mic this time. I mean, I'm not sure where he was, but it sounded like he was recording from the inside of the Warner Brothers water tank. I'm not implying that he's an animaniac, but he might be. Anyway, just a reminder that this podcast is part of a network of podcasts that includes the Storysmiths podcast. If you like the idea of a bunch of gamers and nerds sitting around coming up with fantasy, sci-fi, and adventure stories, with their listener base contributing ideas and upvoting other ideas that they like in order to shape the course of the story over the course of the season, then you should check out www.storysmithspodcast.com. That's www storysmithspodcast.com I do not believe that they have any Animaniacs on that podcast if you have a problem with Animaniacs anyway on to episode no, 4 no. alright I'm gonna trade you two sheep for that wood tell me honey does that sound good Cause all I really want to do is take away longest road from you, yeah. Welcome to these tabletop sessions. Welcome to the, welcome to the, welcome to these tabletop sessions. Hello fellow gregarious geeks and gamers. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Tabletop Sessions podcast. This is an hour or less dose of all things tabletop that have been occupying the hearts and minds of this international group of gamers over the course of the last couple of weeks. My name is Elias, and with me this week are my favorite human equivalents of C-3PO, R2-D2, and BB-8. Hi, Dima, a.k.a. BB-8 here. Hi, this is Ippo Delipo, aka C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Byron. Apparently, I'm the Iron R2-D2. <laughs> it's Byron the Iron. <laughs> uh, oh, if anything, uh, though, Dima should have been R2-D2 because of that long sleep in episode 7. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she's just she jumps around a lot. She's very excitable. So um, I went with BB-8. And I'm made of gold. No. no. <laughs> because you're super annoying. <laughs> so... Um, sorry, we've been out of um, not been producing any new material recently, guys. We've actually been traveling quite a bit. We spent almost a month in Ghana. Well, Dima and I did, yeah. and uh, Ipo and some other friends showed up and met us a couple weeks in. Uh, how'd you guys enjoy Ghana? How'd you guys enjoy my home home country? It was great, honestly. It was it it was my first time in Africa, so. That was the country was so great that my body couldn't handle it, so I was in fever for five days. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it. Uh, we should put that in a tourism video. That room, <laughs> that room was amazing. I had so much fun. The Wi-Fi was excellent. Uh, how was the chicken and rice? I mean, papaya. Oh, yeah. To all our Ghana listeners out there, call out papaya, man. Best yeah, chicken and rice. Yeah, uh, and was the uh, fast food chain. 
with the fried chicken. Papa, yeah, I just said it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the street food we were taking every morning. Oh, no, no. That was like the fried plantains and the Fried plantains, guys. Yeah. And the, with the peanuts. The boiled eggs with the pokoshita on them. Loved all, all our Ghanaian All in friends. all, it was delicious food. And to all our... Love to all these people uh, that are uh, cooking this food every morning in Ghana. Weirdly, you were sick for half the time, but I'm the one that almost died. <laughs> yeah. Trying to, trying to climb a, Very what was it, like safe. a back cave from the inside at Shy Hills? <laughs> we were climbing this back cave, and um, when we were quite high up, I slipped on one of the rocks and fell between two of the rocks. And it was like a 30-meter drop. It was a big drop onto oh rocks, which is, I think was the biggest problem was I would fall onto rocks. Yeah. Did you become um, Batman? I, I became Batman automatically, <laughs> and somehow my, my left leg got caught on one of the rocks, and so I was hanging there by my left leg, and like my back was sort of, the top of my back was leaning on top of a rock. It's like I fell between two rocks, you know, so my, my extremities were caught on either end, but my, my butt and like my back <laughs> and stuff were down between the two rocks. Um, my shorts got ripped up all the way up to my... Um, my, sen- my sensitive areas. <laughs> this sounds like but, a great origin but his, story. His boxers were intact. <laughs> but um, they managed, I managed to pull myself out. Um, the guy tried to pull me out, but I was way too heavy for him. So I managed to pull myself out. And um, and then we finished the trek. I climbed to the top, and then I climbed another mountain after that. So yeah, just, pr- I'm uh, proud of that. But yeah, it was the shock. Didn't, like, it didn't really settle in until I got back home. And then I realized I couldn't even walk up my left leg properly. Yeah. So, yeah. It's when you go out in the wild, it's, there are no safety nets. Yeah. <laughs> they don't believe yeah. in that stuff. But it was a lot of fun. Dima came up after me and she was like weeping. I didn't want to <laughs> go up. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, it was wonderful to go back home. I haven't been home in 12 years. And yeah. so much has changed. But at the core of it, it's the same place. And um, something else that was the same is uh, I managed to pick up a copy of this game I used to play when I was a kid. And I taught it to everyone, first with Dima. So I think Dima was the first one I taught. What did you think of ORE? It's actually very straightforward. So it's based on Mancala. And uh, I loved the mechanic of the game. It's very simple and it's fun to play one-on-one because... It doesn't take a long time. So even if you lose, you can just start over. Yeah. Um, it's just really aggravating because you have to count how many spaces you're going to drop your pieces along the Can you tell us board. a little bit about the game? So there are these wells, like, wells and you have five, four. So you have four seeds. They're like dried seeds that are in each well. And um, you pick up all the seeds in the well and then you just drop them in a clockwise Counterclockwise. Counterclockwise motion. May and I then, say something? Yeah. When you are dropping the seeds in uh, a water, I love the sound. Yeah. You're dropping the seeds on the on wood. On the wood, yeah. And it's so relaxing. And they're not like little bird seed or it, it's big round circular palm nut seeds. So it's a very nice feeling like dropping them into those wells. So I was thinking it's one of aspect of board gaming that I never uh, thought about. But the sound will make a difference of something. You know where I realize that is with poker chips. Like, the reason I enjoy playing with poker chips so much is the sound of them clacking against each other. 
Yeah. Ah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> totally. The yeah. sound of really good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and you, we can say the same about uh, playing backgammon, if you think about it. Yeah, true. Just yeah. the clacking yeah, of the, the pieces. Clacking. Tell us more about the game, Dima. It's just, it's really fun. The one thing that frustrated me sometimes was the fact that I couldn't count. <laughs> So I would plan to land on it's one spot. It's a commentary on the then, education system in Bahrain and France. And then after I dropped them, I realized that I had miscounted by one. And then I ended up giving you all my pieces instead of winning. You know why, Dima? Round. God. It's because you lack fundamentals. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face if you say that to me one more time. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's overall, really it was game. really fun. Like you're you're going around and you're trying to end up. You you have to grab the seats from the well on your side. There's um, six wells on either side. Six are yours and six are your opponents. Mm -hmm. And you you're dropping them off one by one in every well as you're going counterclockwise. And you're trying to end in an opponent's side well um, where there's two or three seats, not one, not four, not more. So if there's two or three seats, you then capture those seats. And everyone directly adjacent to it counterclockwise that also had two or three seats. So if you set up a good combo, you can capture up to yep. uh, three times five, 15 seats and in a single turn. And then if you miss one of your opponent's, opponents setting up a combo, yeah. then you get all your Do pieces. you know why, Dima? <laughs> Don't say it. Because you Don't. lack fundamental. <laughs> 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 anyway, it's a great game. And it's one of the few two-player games that I wanted to replay after losing consecutively like 50 times in a row. Yeah. So, really? Very recommended. Yeah, I haven't beat Elias that yet. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting better every game. It's because I was remembering I was my fundamentals. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's Ware. Also, buying that game is a game itself because you need to bargain with the people. <laughs> oh <laughs> it's my God. a meta game. It was amazing. Um, Ipo's wife bought a copy of the game and then our friend Basil who was there as well also bought a copy of the game but he managed to get it for 10 CDs less the currency in Ghana is the CD so Ipo's wife went and bought another copy that she didn't need because <laughs> she managed to negotiate it to 5 CDs less than what Basil paid and I think that was the lowest point so they were trying to beat the price it's a game it was amazing. I, I've never seen like competitive negotiation, but that's what happens when you take a bunch of board gamers with you back home. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, thanks for coming. I hope you guys had a good time, even though you were sick. The whole we had time. a great time. Yeah. Even well, even, even well, you guys are busy living it up in Ghana. My impulse copy finally arrived. Oh no! Nice. I backed oh, this nice. game on Kickstarter so many years ago. And got lost in the postal system, and it came looking like death. But <laughs> finally managed to play it. It's by designer Carl Chudike. Uh He's Chudik, the same designer Chudik. that did uh, Glory to Rome and Red Seven. It's mm -hmm. it's honestly it's, it was a bit disappointing. I was expecting the same sort of card hand management system. But I'm so surprised that you're saying it was disappointing just because I had heard such positive things, especially with the new edition, how good it looks. Um, so I was actually surprised when you told me you didn't really enjoy it. Um, what didn't you enjoy about it? I was playing with two relatively new gamers. Uh, they played quite a few complicated games, but 
this one just pushed it over the edge for them. And they didn't really get the whole setup system, move your things, get draw cards, play, get multiple actions. That sort of aspect didn't really excite Resonate. them. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I think it might also be, I don't know if this, you can tell me, but I find Carlchetic games, well, I love Glory to Rome and Red 7. I find you have to keep track of a lot of things. Like in Glory to Rome, you have to keep track of things. In Innovation, you have to keep track of tons of things. So oh, I yeah. find that his design tends to be, you have to keep track of a lot of things. It's not an easy tracker to keep to keep count of everything and let you know what abilities you have and so forth. So maybe that could have overwhelmed them a little bit. I don't know. I'm just, uh, did you feel uh, that or no? Yeah, it was that, but it was also mostly that rule book. It, it didn't flow smoothly. So when you're trying to find, okay, how can I do this? It didn't actually say, yes, you can. No, you can't. It's just like, this is what your action phase is. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. I see. Okay. But it is beautiful, isn't it? Oh, it's very beautiful. At least, at least it has that going for it. I'm kind of bummed because uh, when you first backed it, I didn't back it because you were still here. You were still living in, in yeah. the same city as us. And um, I was looking forward to trying it because we all love glory to Rome so much. Um, so now you, I didn't get to try it and you're saying you didn't have a great experience. I'm kind of like, maybe, maybe give it another shot with the more experience. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a, another shot. I'll, I'll look at some YouTube, how to play videos. Maybe, maybe we did something wrong there. Um, all right. But all in all, it's, it's probably on my trade list. Oh, wow. That wow. much, huh? All right. So if anybody wants impulse, <laughs> give us a shout out. <laughs> At the same time, another uh, reprint came out. Brass Lancashire. Ooh. <laughs> uh, from uh, Martin Wallace, is we the designer. We have to mention him in every episode, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, used to, I'm used to it now. I'm waiting for it. So the publisher is... We just uh, make a section called the Martin Wallace. <laughs> yeah, I think we should do that, seriously. So, publisher is Roxley. And the artist, I guess this is the artist of uh, the first edition, is Mr. Cunnington. No, it's the second, it's the new edition. Okay. Because uh, I have the old edition, I have actually the White Goblin one, but it's the same as the um, Warfrog, or I'm not sure it's Warfrog or Tree Frog, the original publisher. Mm. It's the same edition, and it's not the best art. Mr. Cunnington does fantastic art. They do all the art for like, um, uh, have you played um, Steampunk Rally? They did uh, Charterstone, the art in Charterstone. Charterstone is amazing, yeah. They did mm -hmm. the art for... Um, anyway, they're really hot right now. They're doing so Mr. Candigno is a... It's two people, it's a couple. A, ah, it's, it's a couple. It's a, guy, a guy and his, his wife. <laughs> and um, they're both amazing. I think it's a man and a woman. I'm not sure, but it's a couple. And they do... They're really like sought after now. It's a the, piece of art. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, yeah. uh, and the presentation of the game in Kickstarter was amazing also. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I got those iron clays, but I didn't get the game itself. So, yeah. <laughs> no, because because Basil backed it. And so I asked him to throw in an extra copy of the poker mm -hmm. chips for me. But you have the first edition. Because I, I have the first edition. Okay. How so, many times yeah. have you played it already? Twice. Just, <laughs> just twice. Tell us about it. Uh, okay. So Brass is a game. It's an economic game. Uh, we are back in 19th century England. Mm -hmm. So, as you can imagine, we, we're trying to uh, build coal mines and uh, produce iron 
and uh, built uh, cotton factories. Actually, the game is very uh, simple. In every turn, you have two actions. You can build one of these things that I just mentioned, mm-hmm. or you can um, uh, try to build a connection between uh, two cities of England. And in this way, you are expanding your network. So you need a network because all this coal you are producing uh, can be used by other players also. Okay. So I think you might actually fell asleep with that description. <laughs> now I'm looking at a picture of it, and there are these like squares. <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult. on the map. Is if that where you still connect listening things? To the podcast, uh, okay, I will skip the description. The game is amazing. It's very hard for me to make a game about uh, building uh, coal mines or uh, digging for coal to be exciting. But what's the, what's the goal of the game? Like. The goal of the game is to make the most points in the end. Uh, (laughs) Every turn you have, it's a a classic Martin Wallace, every turn you have an income. So by building these uh, uh, factories, uh, you are changing the demand of uh, England and you're uh, adjusting the price and you're affecting the price. You're making uh, iron and coal uh, available for other players. Other players can use iron to uh, update, actually to move up in their kind of a technology tree. So they can... You said this was a straightforward game? (laughs) The basics are very straightforward, just like two actions. And you can do like three things. Okay. The the two things I said already, and you can also take a loan, Mm -hmm. which is very important. And taking a loan, you you just... Uh, reducing your income every week. Uh, remember when we played Age of Steam? Mm-hmm. So every round you have like five income and by uh, taking a loan, you just uh, lose three. That's all. All right. <laughs> but it doesn't seem as tough to make a profit. Oh, no, we had trouble in Age of Steam because you taught us yeah. the rules wrong. Yeah, because yeah. of the we resources. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, start, we, stopped, we, we weren't seeding enough uh, resources on the board. Somebody would what say did that. you think of it, though? You played it with four and three, right? We played it three. It was really great uh, because exactly because it's so simple, it makes things very balanced. So you need to find efficiency where in in details. So that that really makes everybody uh, uh, close up to the end, and also uh, the game has also a very uh, interesting and uh, smart catch-up mechanism where every turn, the person who spent the least play first. The person who spent the least in the last round, he plays first. So he, get, he has an advantage. He yeah. had the, the, since he has the least uh, amount of money, probably More he's options. in the worst uh, um, condition at that time. So uh, both times it was uh, great. And uh, it's there is exactly because it's simple and uh, could be fast, although it wasn't last time. <laughs> but because it could could be fast, it's uh, for me it's a, a great economic game ahead of other games that I love like Arkwright. What ahead of Arkwright? Whoa. Yeah, because Arkwright needs a, you a, love a ton of time. Yes, yeah. Arkwright is probably better. 
but, but it's you, so long. But you need to focus more. You need to spend more time. Okay. This can uh, hit the table on a Tuesday. Because of... <laughs> 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 oh, okay. that was hilarious. Because they played at our house. What time did they finish? Tuesday, they left our house at 1 a.m. Seriously. Yeah. So, that was the teaching, and we, uh-huh. we started like 9 uh-huh. o'clock. No, it started like 8 uh-huh. o'clock. I'm pretty and, sure Tuesday is the middle of the week everywhere in the world. And they were eating a hamburger for a one, one hour, I think. <laughs> so, and we did the break. All right. Anyway, you piqued Could my interest, fast. though. I'm no, just, it's fantastic, and we have Arkwright, a copy of it. I so. love Arkwright. Arkwright is phenomenal. I don't yeah. think it can beat Arkwright, from what I've heard, because of the depth. Supposedly, but, exactly. as but a shorter game. If it is shorter, why it, not? It's a yeah. faster, simpler version. That's but I, I feel you spent five hours on Ark on brass. When we played Arkwright, it took us five and a half hours. Yes, four players. But it's, and it was our brass first time. shouldn't be five hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed gotcha. to be two hours. Gotcha. Good. Right. I mean, if, if we play again with the same four people, it, could, right, it right, will be like right, four, right, two right, hours. All right, I'll take your word on it. I'm glad I have a copy and I have the chip. So, yes. so I also got to play a game about making money, but the correct way by finding it, not by earning it. <laughs> <laughs> we managed to play. Uh, Treasure Island, which is a game I picked up at oh, Essen, yeah. even though we never got to demo it. Mm-hmm. We played a four-player game. I was uh, Long John Silver, <laughs> and um, the three other players, including Dima and Ippo, were the um, the people trying to find the treasure, the crew. It's a gorgeous game by Marc Paquin and beautifully drawn by Vincent Dutre, and the publisher is Matago. And... My goodness, this is a beautiful game. I mean, Mm -hmm. the art is incredible. And basically the idea of this game is there's a huge map on the table. And everyone has like a little map as well, including you as Long John Silver. And you as Long John Silver mark a little cross somewhere on these personal map is where you hid the treasure. And people are looking for it and they get to use all these different abilities every turn, like searching. And when they search, they actually take this like, circular template of the area they're allowed to search and they draw with whiteboard markers onto that and say you know is it within that area and if it ever is they found it and they've won the game they also track their movement they have like little things they can use like compasses which say all right is it in the northeastern quadrant from my position like there's so many wonderful things and they're using their board to cross out different areas of the map that they've eliminated (laughs) and narrow down the area and they came so close to finding the treasure. Between Dima and Ipo, I think each of them got within a centimeter. No, less, like less two millimeters. <laughs> of where the treasure was. And I was like breathing so oh, heavily. Yeah. But in the end, no one found it. And I managed to get, at the end, on the last turn, you get out of prison and you basically make a beeline towards your treasure. And you're the first one to find it. You've won the game. So I did manage to keep it. But if that was our first game where you guys were learning how to deduce it, mm-hmm. it could not have been closer. And I really enjoyed it primarily because whilst it's a super light and short game, I have never played anything like it. Yeah, It's not deduction. It's not even spatial reasoning. Exactly. It's, it's literally using different naval nautical tools to blot out areas of the map and check if it's in section areas of the map and cross them out. But it's not organized. I think the category should be treasure hunting. It's really cool. Because yeah. a lot of and games... And it's a new category, right? A, a lot of games like what it. they would do is they would make like a grid, right? Mm-hmm. Or they'd turn it into hexes. This one just left it free-flowing. And I think that's the brilliance of this game. I think my favorite part was how happy I felt 
drawing on the board and making those circles using the compass just it brought out the kid in me <laughs> yeah you get to play with toys basically it, yeah yeah um, real toys <laughs> the one thing i would criticize is the board is super bright so yeah it was really hard to see markings on the board because the markers aren't like black they're mm -hmm. different colors to match each player so there is a flip side of the board, which is sepia tone. I think we should try that next time because I yeah, think we'll have the colors there. looked really exactly. faded. But yeah. we are old guys, so maybe that's a Yeah, we are old <laughs> as well. So that's another issue. I was disappointed that we couldn't play this in Essen. We tried so hard, though, yeah. Byron, every day. No, no, every day. Yeah. yeah, And you were with me when I decided to just buy it. And you remember I was like, you know what? If it's bad, this is a highly tradable game. But exactly. after playing after playing it, I talked to Dima, and I think we both agreed that it's a game worth keeping. Because if you're in the mood for something like that, nothing else hits the spot quite as well. So yeah, yeah, I agree. So it's really fantastic. Um, speaking of things that are freeform, uh, did you guys uh, watch um, Bandersnatch? The uh, of course Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Most of them. Uh, I watched a lot of yeah. it. <laughs> You watched a lot, and uh, Ipa, you did like multiple different arcs, right? You went back and played it. Of course. It. <laughs> of course. <you> did. <laughs> I wanted to say I have seen all uh, possible endings, <laughs> but uh, every other day it comes a new one, so I won't say that. <laughs> Dima and I also watched it as well. Ipa did dedicate like three hours of his life <laughs> to try and watch all the endings. I loved every minute. The thing about it, well, why I'm bringing it up, is there's another company called Chooseco. Chooseco is the company that owns the Choose Your Own Adventure trademark. Mm -hmm. They are suing Netflix over Black Mirror Bandersnatch. Yeah, I read wow. about that. Now, mm. I mean, why does this really relate to games? Well, Choose Your Own Adventure, by, it's, it's very gaming, right, in itself. And there's a lot of board games that sort of follow that. Like House of Danger, which from Zedman Games, they actually have the rights from Chooseco to use these Choose Your Adventure titles. Above and Below, Near and Far, these are all kind of Choose Your Adventure, Tales of the Arabian Nights, Agents of Smirsch, et cetera, et cetera. We have a lot of that in our field because it, it's by, in itself sort of a gamification mm -hmm. of a story. And in the quest to come up with the most thematic game, Choose Your Adventure is always coming out on top. What Black Mirror Bandersnatch is, it's a show, it's actually like kind of like a movie. It's a standalone thing on Netflix that came on. And you're watching a movie, like a well-produced, high-quality movie. And every once in a while, a choice will come up, and you'll pick one of the two options. And depending on what you pick, a different scene will play, and it'll guide you to different arcs of the story. Now, why are they suing them? Because apparently Netflix is fully aware of this, and they've been trying since 2016 to get the rights from Chusco. To, to, to get the track. And Chusco has not yet approved that. And Netflix released it anyway. Whoa. So uh, they're wait, suing wait. for $25 That's million dollars in damages. <laughs> now, um, so they are claiming that Netflix took the concept. They took the concept without trademarking it. In, like in the sense the that they knew because they applied. Exactly. Oh, that's a mechanism. That's like board gaming. No, but it's an own trademark. No, no, it wasn't. Yeah, you're right. And if they hadn't mentioned that the book Bandersnatch was a choose-your-own-adventure book oh. and that he was creating a choose-your-own-adventure game. Specifically, that he was, he was, they were using the trademark Why of did they do that? the word choose-your-adventure. That's I, basic. Because it's super recognizable, right? Like, I mean, anyway, the point is they mentioned in a lot of things, like they mentioned some of the games 
in the court briefing, like specifically the uh, House of Danger one by Zedman Games. They mentioned that that's a licensed game. It sold 150,000 copies over the past year, etc. So they're very... Um, they're very clear that if you can get the license, it's fine. But um, what do you guys think about it? It's like, the first time I hear that Choose Your Own Adventure is a trademark. I'm, I am I was confused as well. I mean, we we, we yeah. are using this uh, in every episode. That this is like a Choose Your Own Adventure, and this is uh, true. not... True, but we're not creating a Choose Your Own Adventure podcast, so... Which is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm copywriting that. No one touched that. <laughs> I feel like if Netflix Netflix were going to release it anyway or decided to release it before getting the approval, then they could have amended some of the script. Maybe. No, I just But I feel also like first of all, $25 million is not a lot of money for Netflix, right? Okay. Especially with the fact that literally everyone I know has watched Bandersnatch. Mm-hmm. Um the question is, what do you guys think about this? Well, like, uh, I, I mean, th- are we going to get to the point where somebody's going to be like, well, I own worker placement, so you use the word worker placement. Strange. I yeah. think that uh, either Netflix is right or Tusco uh, uh, is right. If, if I, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Byron, wow. do you think wait, anyone wait, else wait, wait. is Please. right? or <laughs> just? I, d- uh, I, I, I think the courts say, are right. If our listeners believe that Netflix is right, Please continue to podcast 4.1. <laughs> if you think that's true, right? Please continue with uh, podcast 4.2, episode 4.2, right? So we can do the yeah, same. Choose go just by the way. There is no 4.1, 4.2. Please don't sue us. This, this we is we make no money. No, no. Choose your own podcast <laughs> trademark. <laughs> All right, this is my choose your own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So well, I, I think it's ridiculous to claim that the concept is yours forever. But at the same time, if they use the exact words of a trademark, of course, yeah, they have a claim. I mean, if a patent is issued in the name of something, then it's you can sue on it. You know, like there's nothing. But at the same time, we don't really know what happened in those meetings between Netflix and Clusco. Very true. So yeah. maybe they were yeah. just delaying installing and Netflix is like, well, we've got a schedule, we've got a release. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think Byron is yeah. right. Maybe well, maybe they were fishing for more money. Or at some point, a, a Netflix executive uh, left the meeting and said, "Fuck you guys." No, I think it comes. <laughs> on, I think it comes very frankly down to this. If you were describing Bandersnatch to have someone watch it, what would you say to pique their interest? Would you say this is a show that's like a choose-your-own-adventure? Or would you say yeah. it's a show that when every once in a while they give you a choice and depending on the choice you Lame. Right? Yeah. So in a weird way, the words choose your own adventure Sounds so are cool. selling it. They're oh, selling so it. Cool. The lawyer of Tusco. <laughs> Although this whole choose your own adventure, it sounds very similar to Donald Trump trying Possessed to trade trademark. You're fired. Sorry? Well, yeah, it, it kind of, except not really because you don't go up to a random person in the street and go, would you like to take a left or a right? Choose your own adventure. <laughs> it's very specific to gamification, right? So it's your fired is not specific to gamification. Look, I don't agree with this. I mean, I feel if anything, Chusco will make more money by people all of a sudden being interested in Choose Your Own Adventure books again. Like I started looking up if Bandersnatch was a real thing, like, is there actually a book called Bandersnatch? Obviously there isn't. But then I went down this whole road about 
what are the cool, the best choose your own adventure books, right? Because I got intrigued by it and I haven't read them since I was a kid. So if anything, I feel like Chusco probably made money from this. They, it's a dying art form and this might have revived it a little bit. So you're but saying- But at the same time, I also have to agree that definitely the words choose your own adventure is a marketing thing that is selling Bendersnatch. So if this concept picks up and movies and shows are built on this, like, set up choose your own adventure and as long as they don't use the words choose your own adventure they don't have to get approval from chusco i think that's correct i'm not 100 percent sure because i'm not a Strange. copyright lawyer or patent lawyer but um i think you can't it depends no, on trademark. we have to read the patent right to see it's what just, it's no. patenting exactly yeah but i do uh, but i do agree that like when when an a certain thing sort of starts to increase. For example, um, fantasy went through a very down period. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones is a great book. I was I was reading I was reading it early, but then when the show blew up, everyone started re- reading the Game of Thrones series. Yeah, and on top of that, um, other people started reading other fantasy series because they heard that those might turn into shows, and they wanted to. You know, they got interested in them because the same people that made Game of Thrones are interested in those. So 100%. I feel like it's also reviving something that's dying. And you know, you know yeah. I was thinking, how would I feel if someone else uh, uh, would uh, do a top three? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody knows it's it's a trademark of oh tabletop sessions, right? So oh my god! So Sometimes. imagine this. Sometimes. Yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> this is exactly why you are the C-3PO of the group. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, I just thought that was interesting. It is. I know it's only adjacently related to gaming, but I thought it was a cool topic to discuss with the rest of you guys. I agree. But uh, on to something positive now. It's time for the game show of the week. Welcome to Endangerment. Disclaimer, this game is in no way related to De- Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> almost. <laughs> you almost got that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so basically each contestant is going to get three questions or three answers. And then you'll have to tell me, you'll have to guess the question. The answers. Okay, you'll get okay. a point for every correct question <laughs> slash answer, answer. <laughs> okay the categories are games news awards and publishers slash designers so there are four categories so for example if i tell you under the publishers slash designers category if i say that the designer of agricola caverna ora et, et, et labora Le Havre, Bonanza, you would answer, who is? Uwe Rosenberg. Great. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Elias got it. Okay. I was ready to say, what is Uwe Rosenberg? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So who's the first volunteer? Oh, boy. Who would like to start? Come on, guys. 
Ipo's volunteering. Ipo, great. Okay, so which category do you want? Games, news, awards, uh, publisher, designer. Can I say 100 for publishers and designers? <laughs> this is not Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. okay, so the designer of Robinson Crusoe. That's so easy. Ignacy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trevicek. Good job! Ding, 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 ding. Oh. <laughs> Although I, I believe you need to say who is Ignacy Trevicek. Oh, that's, that's my point. Oh, there. yeah. I feel like you should get half a point for yeah, that. Yeah, I'm going to give you half a point. <laughs> oh, please, Ignacy. Okay, uh, next. Byron, games, news, awards, or publishers and designers? Uh, awards. Awards. Okay. In 2018, the designer's game, The Mind, was nominated for Spiel des Jahres. This designer's game, The Mind, was nominated for Spiel des Jahres. I know it. Who is? What is, what is The Mind? No, no. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you another go. No, in 2018, this designer's game... The no, mine no was designs. nominated for Spiel des Jahres. Oh, you don't know the designer? I do. <laughs> Not a clue. Okay, you can, you, at least you can say, but it doesn't that count. Could be the I don't get any points for it. Do you? I mean, I know. It's who, who is Wolfgang Warsch? Okay, fine. But I don't get any points oh, for it, I guess. I was trying to avoid like giving designer names. So I went for awards. <laughs> so you went for <laughs> awards and I gave you a designer anyway? All right, right give me my question. So the, what is it? One zero, right? One yeah. Zero, zero. I have two points. No, Game. 100 zero zero. <laughs> Games, news, awards, publisher, and designers. Oh, I got to pick one. Yeah. Let's go with games. Okay. What a strange category. <laughs> so let's go with during the reign of Louis XV, when it's safe to say that holding lavish balls is quite trendy, important personalities wrap up in noble coats and dresses, anxious to outshine one another. What is Rococo? <laughs> Good the job. The answer though is it's a baller game. Get it? Baller? <laughs> you okay, addressed Ipo. the topic. <laughs> okay, I'll go with uh, awards. Awards. Okay. This game won the Spiel des Jahres in 2016. Game of the year, 2016. Can I get a point if I know it? <laughs> I'm waiting for the question. <laughs> Anyone want to try and guess? Uh, what is oh, Scythe? No. <laughs> no. Two years ago, guys. Two years ago. Okay, let's go backwards. Spiel what was this Kenner year? Spiel. No, no. Spiel this year. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember. Elias, you want to give it a go? I'm not 100% when it came out. Is it? What is Splendor? No. What is Code Names? Code Names, right? Really? Code yeah. Names. Oh, man. Yeah. I was so close. <laughs> All right. Well, that back one? to you, Byron. <laughs> uh, I'll take game. This is a game of grand strategy for two to six players based on the military, political, and religious conflicts within Europe during the reigns of Elizabeth I of England and Philip II of Spain. What is Virgin Queen? Oh yeah. yeah! Good job. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. 
Okay. All right. So I would like the news category since no one has picked that. Okay. Let's go with the challenge. You know, the digital adaptation of this game by North Star Games is set to come to iOS, Android, and Steam this February. What is evolution? Damn. <laughs> oh. Okay. That was uh, almost the news item for today. <laughs> <laughs> Until I saw this Bandersnatch. <laughs> Okay. okay, quick point. What's the score after two rounds? Okay, so Byron 100. Ipo, I'm going to give you 75. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Is everyone going to vote for 100 for Ipo? No. You didn't no. say who <laughs> is. I vote, I vote for 100. Okay, I'm going to give you 75, Ipo. There's very few rules 200. in this game. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally one thing you have to remember, Ipo. <laughs> Okay. That, that and who won Spillage in 2016. <laughs> All right, so this is the last round, right? Yeah. All right, so he pulls out of it. Games. <laughs> Games? Okay. Um, derived from the award-winning Friedrich. It has its very Maria. own... What is Maria? <laughs> he gets 150 because he answered before I finished. <laughs> Ipo's back in the game. <laughs> you can get 150. I'm going I'm to give Ipo 125. 125 for that? So, so he's going to get all the 200. Ones you okay, fine, I interrupt Elias. you. That's how you want. This is a podcast, Dima. Elias, you want to get the question. Elias, um, don't argue with the hostess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, so Ipo's, still, Ipo's back in the game. <laughs> 225. So what's okay. Ipo's final score? Uh, 200 for now. For mm. now. Mm. <laughs> Byron, you're up. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick game again for 300. <laughs> uh, Byron, I'm so sorry. There are only three under each category. <laughs> so you you can still pick news awards or publishers slash designers. I'm gonna pick news. News. Okay. For 200. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been on Go Board Game Geek lately reading the news at all? <laughs> no. <Nope>. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, this cruise will sail on the newest and largest cruise ship in the world out of Miami, Florida uh, from October 24th to 31st. And you can game with us in the 24-7 dedicated conference center. So. You see, I've actually read this article, but I can't what's, remember what's the, the ship cruise? name. What's the, what's the cruise called? You can what do it, Byron. <laughs> <laughs> what is a board game cruise? <laughs> can I steal? <laughs> no. <laughs> can I give the answer? Yeah, you can give the answer. Is it what is BGG at sea? Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, Elias? Si, senora. So if you get this wrong, you and Ipo will be tied. Bullshit. You want Everyone news, awards. You gave him 125 points. Because <laughs> <laughs> he answered immediately. I could do... Okay, I'll interrupt you. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> okay, so what, what do you want? I, what, news, what are, awards, or publishers slash designers? Publishers slash designers. Okay. Oh, you got the easy one. <laughs> the publisher of Expedition North Passage. Who is Martin Wallace? Matago. Matago. It's Matago. I know it because I own it. Damn, I have a. Oh, who is Matago? <laughs> oh! Uh -oh. I still 
beat you. It's 275. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's not Matago. The first publisher, right? I don't know. I'm going to look it up now. Oh, <laughs> it's not that She well. had someone else written. You have Zedman? Who did you have? Asmodee. Asmodee owns everybody. They own, oh, they own Matago. See, it's not the same. No, but then yeah, the answer to the who, oh. who publishes X-Wing is Asmodee. Exactly. Because they own Fantasy Flight. Exactly. No. Exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> then the answer to everything is Asmodee. It's Matago. Okay. So the winner is... Me. Drumline. It's going to be a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it was really close. Not really. Elias. Uh, <laughs> Why do you people even show up here every week? <laughs> <laughs> so thanks job, for playing oh. Endangerment. Disclaimer, this game is in no way related to Jeopardy. <laughs> Great job, Elias. Uh, great job, Ipo. On picking the questions. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I see how it is. I see how it is. All right, All right man. All right. Wait, do you guys do you guys hear that? Hear what? It, oh, I it can hear something like in the background. About that time. Oh yeah. Wait, wait. Let me just check my watch real quick. Guys, do you smell this? It's like tzatziki. <laughs> see, if I said that, that'd be a really racist <laughs> yeah, joke. But <laughs> But since, I say, <laughs> but since he's Greek, he gets to say, it's time for the Hippocratic Corner! <laughs> I thought you were going to say, do you smell that? Farts? <laughs> Welcome to the Hippocratic Corner! <laughs> In this episode, hey, po, 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 po. Huh? Huh? <laughs> the top three that uh, our uh, host and hostesses are going to contribute is the top three of games best played with three players. Mm. Top three games best played with three players. Byron, you start. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to okay. say that, but thank you. So, I actually prepared this. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, uh, sure. Starting at number three, it's Sponsio. Sponsio with three. Oh, yes. I totally agree. Better at three instead of four. Really? Really? 100%. And you can't really you play it at two. So. I have a 100% win rate at three players. <laughs> <laughs> That's your <FYI>. criteria? <laughs> We've spoken already about Sponsio and how it's such a hidden gem. For a betting game, it's it's pretty decent. It's a fantastic game. I just think it's better with number four. Three. Right. Damn it, can I change right. my list? Good choice. <laughs> my number two is Zaya Legends of a Drift System. Nice choice. Oh, oh you're right. That yes. was on my list. You're totally right. I just right. took it off recently. You're that totally by right. far is better at three than with four. You just Absolutely. save so much time. 100 and there's plenty of interaction with the other two players and with the board and with the npcs it's great could they say that it's unplayable with four it takes so much time that it's not i'll five say that anymore. it's unplayable no. with five where one of the five players is eric <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Shout out like to Eric in Portugal. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Just don't play Zaya with us. <laughs> That's a terrific choice, Byron. Sorry we keep cutting you off. That's fine. I'm used to it. <laughs> anyway, my number one that I find, even though some people will say four is better, but I like it at three, and that's Puerto Rico. Oh, no way. Yeah, it crossed my mind. It's interesting, sure. It's, wow. It's much smaller colony colonists coming. The phases go faster. You can remember, okay, who's doing what. It makes it go mm. a lot smoother. I don't think I've ever played it at three. I think I've always played it with four. I had played it like 100 mm-hmm. times with three, and yeah. I had mo- more fun than with four. But I think Puerto Rico is made to be played with four or five persons. I mean, the, mecha- yeah. the mechanism itself, it's, I've even tried it's a the, different game. I've even tried the two-player variant, which is a no. lot of fun. No. Um, but uh, never played with three for some reason. So, yeah. Maybe it's worth I, I like how long it takes. It, yes. It's a much yeah. quicker game. That's yeah. 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 I thought you were going to put Deus on your list. Oh, I forgot about Deus. <laughs> Great choices. All right, Select that's choice. awesome. I don't disagree with any, but I haven't tried. I mean, I disagree with Sponsio. <laughs> I think Sponsio is <laughs> best at four, but that's just me. So yeah. Okay, I'll All go right. second. Because I don't want to be the last every time. <laughs> I think it's because you know that our lists are very similar and you want to get them in yeah, first. Yeah, I agree. Battles. <laughs> <laughs> so, my number three, guys, it's uh, Three Kingdoms Redux. Wow. Oh, I was no. going to put that one. <laughs> oh, that's sneaky. <laughs> Which is uh, designed by Christina Ng Zen Wei. Ng is it's literally a word ng these two letters <laughs> so i don't know i'm sorry christina i don't know how i to think she's it. uh i'm not sure where she's from uh china maybe uh, not sure. china but not i think she's canadian chinese or something oh really okay i'm not sure and yeo kenk long and uh, the publisher the publisher is starting player okay area control auction worker placement well i mean the fully great, english great version game. is capstone game Really? Yeah, it's the one I have. Oh, okay. So excellent game, I think. I'll just try it. I, I think it's a phenomenal. I mean, it's three player only, but oh, yeah, it's, three it's only. Right. perfect for three players. Like, you're always in combat with everyone else on the table because you have shared borders with everyone else on the table. And the way that it's built up is whoever's in first place gets to be first, but then the other two are allied for that round which means in one particular spot, worker placement spot, they can bid on it together, mm-hmm. which means they can outbid whatever the person in first needs the most. And I think, you know, that's worth a lot. And it's, it's just, I'll talk, oh, maybe we'll hear more about it later. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played Maria, but out of all the three-player games I know, Three Kingdoms Redux and Maria, <laughs> I, I would pick Three Kingdoms Redux Oh, Every I, time. I'm, that's very like, interesting because Maria option. is my number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so, it's going to be a lot of variety today. <laughs> designed by Richard Civelle, uh, published by Histogame. It's a war game. Okay, so it's hard for uh, many people who doesn't like uh, war games. 
but for me it's uh, an exceptional game it's one of the best word games i have ever played i want to play it more and we should play it more i will say maria is two to three so technically you could play it with two okay really yeah one side would be um the pragmatic army and uh the austria and the other austrians and the other one would be the french and the prussians it was such a fantastic experience playing with three players that i don't want to try it not even <laughs> with two players well, because that's what makes it magical right is that third player who's allied with one player on the bohemian map fantastic but on the flanders map he's allied with the other player so they're kind of schizophrenic in a way and like when we were playing it with i was playing with ipo and his wife like me and her were just opponents like i was austria and she was france but ipo was playing and he won as the schizophrenic player he was playing on one side prussia he was my biggest nightmare because he was just constantly invading from the north mm -hmm. but on the other map we were constantly talking about how can we weaken lena because she was invading from the other map and thanks to ipo most of the game my western front was pretty safe but it was being destroyed on the northern front because of him so it's a really cool game That's i didn't do very well because like i think you have to know the game to know how to play well as austria specifically because you're constantly under siege mm -hmm. but i want to play as austria again because i think i can do well with them it's a really tremendous game so great game we might hear more about it later. <laughs> oh, and my number one. Don't don't do that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Through the ages, a new story of civilization. I, wow. I knew it was going to be on your list, so I didn't put it on my list. Oh no! Because I agree, it's best at three. So yeah. I I don't I don't know if I need to say more about this game. Everybody knows it. Uh, card game. Uh, you can play it in uh, board game arena online. You guys literally have a game online running all year round, no? <laughs> like a pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, For the there? past how many years? <laughs> Two years, <laughs> three years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You guys. And the last one we played, which was three player, me, you, and Michelle, was one of my favorite ones because yes. that three player counts as that perfect. was amazing. Yeah. And but after that, I, I I'm doing a break right now. I haven't played for one month. Uh, he needs re he needs detoxification. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, great game, my number one. That's terrific. Well, I'm gonna go next because my list is basically your list. Um, I knew it. <laughs> so, my number one. I'm, no, I'm gonna start with my number three. But yeah, please. My number three is Voluspa, which is you've played. It's that game, the tile laying game about like no, North about mythology. See, the thing is with two players, it's amazing. It's back and forth, pop, 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 pop. But like, it's just directly screwing each other yeah. as much as you can. Mm -hmm. With three players, it adds a bit of someone in the middle could ruin your plans. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it doesn't take so long to get back to you that every time it's your turn, you have to check the entire board. Mm -hmm. So three players is my favorite count to play Voluspa. It's an excellent game, very underrated. Definitely check it out. Um, but before I get on to the other ones, I want to give a shout out because my other games are Maria and Three Kingdoms Redux, right? And we just <laughs> talked about, it. so my number two is Maria. My number one is Three Kingdoms Redux. Really? I think Three Kingdoms Redux is a better three-player game than Maria. Yeah. Um, just because Maria is really tremendous, but Three Kingdoms Redux is done so perfectly. I like, know, I was just going to say perfection, perfection at three players. Exactly. Yes, true. It just, those I shared guess. borders, wow. um, those, those, that, that alliance and how you bid for the space. Yeah. 
all these different things. It's really incredible, like the way that they've done it. And I agree with them. Like if they did it any other player count, they would ruin the game. Mm -hmm. It's perfect. It's great. Mm -hmm. And Maria, really a fantastic war game, as we said. I want to talk about one more, which um, I've only played once. That's why I didn't go on my list. But I felt like um, it's definitely something to talk about. It's called Trieste, and it's by Victory Point Games. It's, again, a three-player only game. Okay. And you're all in this city in, like, you know, Victorian times. One plays the guards, one plays the thieving guild, and another plays, I think, like, the nobility. And basically in this game, you're playing these cards. It's a card management game, hand management game. And you're trying to basically, there's a lot of money moving around. And each one has their own victory condition. So it's only played by three. The guards have to capture a certain number of criminals. Criminals have to steal a certain amount of money and so on and so on. And it's just, again, a really nicely done game for three players. It wouldn't be on my top three because I think the other three are better games. But it's definitely something that if you play a lot with just a three-player group, Trieste, it's very not very well known and something you can't go wrong with the three so players. So it would be number mm -hmm. four. It would be my number four, yeah, if okay. I had to give it number four. All right. Okay, so I guess I'm up. Um, ideally, It's a my... miracle that you're up. <laughs> That's a joke, right? <laughs> She's sl sleeping disease. <laughs> Inside jokes, I love it. So my third ideally would be Sponsio, but since you're not letting me change my list, um, my third is, does this count Biblios? Does it play any other player account or only yeah. three players? Yeah, it plays four. Oh, it does play four? Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's better. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I think I so. I agree, it's better. <laughs> I, think so. I I really like it at three players. I think it's Fair enough. cutthroat, and I just think it's well-balanced, the set collection, and then just like Byron said, it's easier to keep track in a four-player game. It's... Oh, sorry, Byron. What was the game we played in uh, Essen, like, uh, um, like this one, like, um, like Biblios, like High Biblios. Society, High Society? Yeah, that was also only for three players, or it was it's three to five. Three to five. Okay, because it was excellent for for three players. Anyway, okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> my second runner-up is Zaya for the exact oh, same reasons Byron yeah. mentioned. Excellent choice. <laughs> it's such a great game. Three players, I just, for me, I felt it was perfect, perfect length of time. And then it's the interaction is just enough to be able to yeah. screw each other over because yeah. I felt like two players, the board is just too big. But I don't, I'm sorry, I don't and think time is the issue because with Zaya, you can change you can however reduce. many points. Yeah, I think it's so. time before it gets back to your turn. Yeah. Right? That's the main thing. Four players and five yeah. players, it's just, it's too long. And my number one is Leaving Earth. Oh, Yay! Yay! Yes! Because it's the best. At three. <laughs> well, it's just the best game ever. <laughs> how does it count? I mean, all right. So we played once. I was one team. Ipo was another. And you and Lena played as the same agency. Correct. Is that a three-player game in your opinion? Yes. Because we were one player. Okay. We were I, just brainstorming. I agree that three players is the best. Because it's really nice with multiple people on the same agency. I, yeah. I agree. So, like, that way you could play five or six even and it'd be still but for me that's not three, three players player. yeah it's not three I, yeah that's why i didn't put it because really I, yeah because if okay. you're three 
we cannot play. I just count me and your wife as one. You know, we're just like <laughs> two parts of the same brain. I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're suggesting to three people to play this game, it will be three people, not like three. Yeah, teams, but three the interaction teams. between the players, between me, like me and Lena, yeah. as one, and then you as one, and Elias as the third. That was. So Captain Sonar is a two-player game. I thought game? that was balanced. <laughs> <laughs> no, because everyone's doing something different. They were doing something that could have been done by one person. Correct. Uh, yeah. Right. We were deciding uh, together on okay. what we were gonna do. And well, you were deciding. You were doing the math, and Lena was threatening people. Yeah, <laughs> she was. She was negotiating, and I was doing all the calculations. I, I would like to just bring in one correction. Uh, I made a uh, mistake. I made uh, Christina Ingzenway, um, the designers of. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Three Kingdoms Redux are from Singapore, not from China. So, oh, okay, yeah. so I was wrong. Okay. Yeah, my mistake. So, um, still, I mean, it's a phenomenal game, and all these choices are great. Like, the only one, like, I think Biblius is best at four. I think Sponsio is best at four. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Biblios, maybe. Sponsio, no way. Guys, if, if no there way. are like six uh, people who want to play Living Earth, of course, we, uh, you want to play three teams of two, right? Exactly, yeah. Six words would be ridiculous. But yeah. if you are four, you can play four players? No. I would still play uh, four. Either I'd play... Two, one, one. Two, two, one, one, or I'd yeah, play I think one, 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 one. Completely... See, I like when there's more than right. one. I heard that's... Um, I heard Fury of Dracula is good at three. Yeah, I imagine it was. I thought about putting letters from Whitechapel, but I didn't. Because I like the big group and yelling and yeah, trying that's to figure it out. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people don't like it because they just like to do their deduction, you know? So, like, people call it a really good two player. Exactly. Game. Yeah. Then you play yeah. Them, yeah. But I was going to say um, that leaving Earth, what is nice about having more than two players or more than solo is trading um, technologies. Yeah. Right? Trading that's research. Nice. That's a huge thing. And it speeds up the game. Yeah. It actually speeds up. But the if, game. There, if there are only three teams, then uh, one team stays behind because two teams are. Not no, really, because when we did both. it, I traded with you. I traded Lena and Dima, and they traded trading, with yeah. you as well. Yeah. And at one point, I actually traded the information of what the radiation card said for technology, which was super cool because then they didn't have to build probe technology. Um, and, and I think we all came pretty close to winning, except you. And. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you were doing. I was doing, very Evo. close to winning. Well, yeah, you should, you should have paid more attention to the safety of your astronaut. No, it turned out that Venus was uh, unreachable. That wasn't why you lost. After you got there, it turned out you lost because you one of your rockets wasn't fully researched. Correct. You got up there and then you had to spend a supply. Yeah. To fix the rocket, the ship while you were in what space. What happened to any space agents? <laughs> <laughs> also, I just want to add one thing about Sponsio. It has to be triangular. Oh my That's God. how you win. That's why you don't win. I don't win because I suck. At it. <laughs> you have what to be the middle be player triangular. in the triangle so that you can count and you oh, can. I'm sorry, take what point the is the little point in the triangle? <laughs> yes, sorry, Sponge is a trick taking game, right? Do you understand how no. triangles work? Yes. <laughs> it's a trick-taking trick game. How do triangles work? Trick-taking games usually are four. Listen, <laughs> you, there's a point and a square. It's just it's not symmetrical. No, a so square not, is symmetrical. That's no, what a square. I, is. What I'm trying to say is, you can count the cards for two other players, but counting for three other players before it comes back to you. You can count cards. Oh man. 
That's why you don't win the game. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Dima. I'm just telling you, well three played, is, is the best way to count. I, I, I will take well your because you are definitely the master of that game. So yeah. Okay. All right, guys. Let's play sponsor after the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is uh, the end of the Hippocratic Corner. Please let us know what your top three is on our Twitter account at Tabletop Sessions. Nope. Nope. <laughs> My God. Try again. Try again. Try again. Episode. Okay. Our Twitter account at uh, TT Sessions QA or at our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash tabletop sessions or at our BGG Guild. All these links will be in the episode description. I can't believe he still made a mistake on that. I mean, it's been so long. Okay. It's a tradition. Whatever, man. All right. So that brings us to the end of this tabletop session. Thank you so much for listening. Please check out our very active Instagram account at tabletop sessions. You can reach us at our Twitter, where, Ipo? At TT Sessions QA. Or at our subreddit at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash tabletop sessions. Also, if you guys could please. Go, off or go over on iTunes on any of your devices and leave us a review if you could. We'd really be, it'd be so amazing of you, um, unless it's a negative review. <laughs> and uh, if you could do then that for then us. they'll find you. <laughs> um, it would really help us get noticed and get the word out. And uh, we love you guys for listening. And I know it's a lot to ask for, but if you have a few minutes, we'd be eternally grateful. You can also join our conversation over at Board Game Geek on our guild. You can find the link to all of these in our episode description. So we'll be back in three weeks. And until then, to quote one of my favorite writers, God damn it, you've got to be kind. Say bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Tabletop, 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 top. Tabletop, top. Hey folks, just a quick reminder to check out our sister podcast at www.storysmithspodcast.com. And if you get a chance, don't forget to check us out and review us on iTunes. You're the best. I mean, you knew that, but you're the best. Table, table, top. Table, table, top. Table, table, top. Session. I meant by you guys like say bye you guys say bye oh. not say bye guys <laughs> <laughs> bye. It's, like, it's like say open quotation mark bye close quotation mark guys not say open quotation mark bye guys close quotation that was not obvious it's, it's, <laughs> it's, i'm sorry next time please spell I'm it out i'm fixing the us. show notes <laughs> yeah, i mean that's on you you should get grammarly yeah. <laughs> This episode is sponsored by Grammar. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, good news. I did not fall asleep at all during this episode. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. That's, that's amazing. Although I refreshed like 30 times. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. We should thank our patron, Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs>